with the opening scene with the Saint-5 laser defense robots defending a simulated infantry war exercise assaulted by ground troops and armored vehicles and tanks. The adaptive communication networks and complex electronic social network gives the Saint-5 robots instantaneous data feeds making possible satellite-like triangulation and millisecond coordination and a chess-like tactical responses that destroy all enemy targets. The Saint-5 robots have visual processing systems, voice recognition capabilities, 3D map terrain navigation, social hierarchy command coordination and organization, human behavior response states and gestures, autonomous locomotion throughout the base. Saint-5 idolizes the dream robot of the 80s, self-programming, machines building machines, visual recognition systems capable of independent symbol recognition, duplicating a WABOT robot hand on the piano. Dr. Crosby, in the likeness of Brooks, does not want to hobnose with the bigwigs, and he would rather remain in the laboratory working and interacting with the MIT robotic hand. COG-5 is a shock by a massive electric shock from the static lightning bolt that traverses nearby power lines and traverses down the lines to the generator connected to number five and sparks loudly as the power enters into the robot. The technicians examine number five and access that, assess that everything checks out on the $16 million machine. An ultimate soldier never asks questions. Number 5's higher-level control systems seem to be destroyed, allowing Number 5 to roam. <clears throat> number 5 roams off the base, and where Dr. Crosby types in the return code, nothing happens. Number 5 keeps responding back to Dr. Crosby, needing input triangulation position. People start becoming afraid, but Dr. Crosby reminds the group, robots just run programs. They are not alive. Captain Schroeder alarms the group when he discovers that Crosby, the laser, is still alive, telling the group, what if it melts through a bus full loaded of nuns? Number five lands on the roof of um, Stephanie's, which is Kismet, food mobile called Stephanie's Snack Shack. Stephanie's attention activates number five's learning algorithm. Stephanie calls number five a cute robot and her endearing affection classifies Stephanie as a friendly by number five. Stephanie thinks five is an alien robot and murmurs out loud, I knew they would pick me, referencing alien abductions. Number five, like Kismet, can make and respond with facial gestures. Stephanie has a difficult time getting number five to respond until she shouts the word forward. Number five's robotic brain needs input. Number five downloads all the reading material that Stephanie has in her home. Number five then watches countless hours of TV. Kurzweil-like futuristic potentials were implied, such as the complete download of the internet into number five, if it were possible, and space uh, exploration to distant worlds. Number five has a problem-solver algorithm. Number five breaks edition sets and uh, set and observes numerous fragments, some la- large, some small, resembling no resemble is dead. Reassemble, no reassemble is dead. Dead is forever. Disassemble is dead. And the Nova Robotics wants to disassemble number five. Number five starts his fear and anger algorithms. 
Number five, changes wire diagrams allowed for greater impressions in the internal algorithms and become self-aware. Number five is alive. Number five has disco dance algorithms, Honda and Oreo dancing full. Crosby tells Stephanie, it's a machine, and Stephanie replies, he's scared. Nova has issued a 25K reward for the return of number five. Number five manages, designs a strategy where Stephanie is to meet Crosby at the Black Lion Inn. Number five defeats the other Saint Five robots, breaks through the security encryption protection, the robot protecting the robots programs and reprograms the robots to enact a scene from the Three Stooges. Stephanie argues that humans are machines and that the neural net circuitry can be a simulated mechanically. Humans and tin men are only different in time to develop the mechanical equivalences. Life is not a malfunction and we are a machine. Stephanie idolizes the brain download potential replacing man with machine. Number five learns the language and reprograms the program robots in 10 minutes. Number five expresses the irony of the biomechanical paradox by telling one of number five's robots, your mama's was a snowblower. Number five has learned to evaluate other machines, exclaiming cars are dumb machines and cars can't, should be locomotion robots. Number five addresses the dilemma of human condition by telling Crosby, it's wrong to kill. I told you. Crosby tells number five a joke and number five starts to laugh spontaneously emotional response. Number five survives entrapment by creating a decoy duplication of himself which the army destroys. Crosby, Stephanie, and number five go to Montana to live. Uh, there were some interesting things here uh, that that are brought up. It, obviously, in Hollywood, so the first things that um, they do is that there's some sort of electrical ex, um, event that causes the machine to be, have autonomy. But once the machine has autonomy, it's interesting because this machine could, number five, could write its own code and when it wrote its own code, um, the conclusions were that the machine should not be used for war. And the reason why is it could see uh, from the code that that uh, all other machines would lose. Um, and so that it would become the ultimate weapon, as previously discussed, and that uh, that would lead to the destruction of man. And if man was destroyed, then there would be... Uh, no one to build machines and the machines would eventually deplete all the resources and fall into entropy and then the whole system would collapse. So at least uh, in number five was logical in the conclusions uh, in its predictions that war uh, would be uh, a useless thing in the future, especially if machines were capable of building other machines and uh, programming machines. He did also make a, an interesting statement that cars are just uh, dumb machines, but they should be in uh, robot locomotion robots. And in the future, cars will drive themselves, uh, and until but they will have accidents until they can learn through reinforced learning and real-time strategic planning uh, not to make mistakes. And uh, that would imply that they could understand human gestures they would uh be able to recognize uh gestures in intention um eye maybe the dilation of the eye pupil they could see uh direction the eye was looking and so they could watch other drivers to to determine intention 
and then they would also uh, be able to share knowledge in the reinforcement ne neural nets, uh, reducing the number of accidents and improving the decision-making while driving. One of the th interesting things is that the machine was also capable of reprogramming other robots and it could do it very quickly. So uh, in terms of understanding mechanically how the other robots were working, it could rewrite its own code and it could rewrite other programs code and then um, it was able to have some level of humor in terms of what it thought was uh, funny. So it could understand in terms of context what would be serious, was able to defeat the, uh, in, a, in a combat scenario, uh, the other robots. Uh, so it suggested that its programming was actually reprogrammed to be a superior decision-making and understanding of the real world in its uh, data models. But at the same time, it could uh, do some juxtaposed types of programming to imply things that were kind of humorous. It also had aware of its own self-preservation because it knew that disassembly was death and uh, it knew that uh, the Nova robots wanted to disassemble number five and so it had a sense of self-preservation. Um, but at the same time, it had this kind of disarming uh, effect where it um, was not, uh, did not view itself as dangerous. So it, uh, the humor was a disarming element to it. Uh, it was able to absorb natural language text. Uh, it read books. It was able to build uh, mental models from the books it was reading. And also uh, it had kind of this ability to absorb and map and create memory maps of the world around it through words and images. It also had a problem-solving algorithm, which was really interesting. And uh, th so the, the idea of this friendly robot is really a fascinating aspect that it, um, it was providing helpful and, and useful things for humanity. It also understood the uh, nature of humanity so it could relate with uh, things that humans found either as stressful or pleasant or humorous or entertaining or spiritual. So it, it was connecting uh, at, at that level and breaking down those barriers and finding common ground between uh, the humans and the machines. So that was an interesting aspect to it. Oh, it wasn't an alien force where humans were bad and, and robots were monsters, but the, here he had uh, attempting to bridge the gap and understand the world of humans and their symbols and the world of machines and their symbols. So he, uh, number five, was able to cross into both worlds and understand them. Um, he said robots just run programs that are not alive. Uh, however, number five, without the constraints, showed that it could build a form of intelligence uh, uh, that was beyond its original programming. So that's kind of like the the idea of AI is that it, it will uh, not be constrained. And uh, uh, so that there needed to be some of the social common sense built into the machine where 
it could understand values, it could understand morality, it could understand right and wrong, it would have constraints that were imposed upon its agents that were running under incentives to find short-term rewards. So number five uh, is a different type of machine. It was a machine that uh, was like a child in some ways because it learned by experiences and then it reprogrammed its code to handle the new uh, experiences that it was was adapting to.